Welcome to Homeschool Your Way, the upbeat, open-minded podcast that informs and affirms your choices about your kids' education. We'll provide a buffet of ideas to inspire you to homeschool your way, because your way is the best way. All of the content on the Homeschool Your Way podcast is provided for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical or legal advice. The views expressed by the hosts or guests of the show are not necessarily endorsed by Bookshark. Hey, y'all, this is DJ Burleson, and you are listening to Homeschool Your Way, a podcast by Bookshark. And I am super excited to come and chat with you guys on a very personal subject, which I feel like all the subjects I've talked about lately have been pretty personal. But this one I'm pumped about, and I'm not doing it alone this time, you guys. I actually have a new friend. Her name is Bethany Ishi, and she is going to talk about being a homeschool parent when you're an introvert, because that seems kind of like an oxymoron that you can't be a homeschool parent and be an introvert at the same time, because we kind of see those images of the homeschool parent doing all the things, all the social events, all the co-ops and all of those things, and they seem really intimidating. However, that is not the case. I myself am considered an introvert, so we're going to slash some of those negative connotations when it comes to being an introvert and homeschooling your kids. But first off, let's introduce Bethany and And Bethany, just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name's Bethany Ishi. I blog at BethanyIshi.com. I'm a homeschooling mom of six. We've been homeschooling. My kids have always homeschooled. No one's ever gone to school until they were college. My oldest took dual enrollment for high school, college, um, and her old, now, currently, still is doing that. Um, So she's 18, and then my youngest is six. So I have five girls and then one little boy, and everybody's always homeschooled. So I've been doing this now, mm, I guess. I decided to homeschool when she was about six months old, so almost 18 years, I guess. <laughs> She's, she, it was, she was young when I thought, oh, I should do that. So, um, Were there any specific reasons why you were drawn to homeschooling? You know, I look back and I think I, I've tried to figure this out because it is one of those. I'm not really sure that I have a, there's not like this perfect answer. You know, I didn't send my kids right. to school and they have a bad experience or anything like that. Um, I only had my own experience in school, which was typical and not nothing, you know, there was nothing um, terrible about it. Right. But I did, subst- I thought back, I did substitute teach for one one year at and I did high schools. And, and this was when I was about 26 years old, right before I had kids. And I remember thinking, this is crazy. Like what right. happened in the, in the 12 years I've been out of school or whatever it was, eight years. Right. And uh, so I think it was just, I built on that and was just like, eh, yeah. And I knew actually when I was in, um, I've been out of high school quite some time now. And there actually was a friend that went to my school that I remember when she was going to be homeschooled. That right. was unheard of. This was like 1989, 1990. You know, uh-huh. I mean, that was just so I so that kind of planted the seed that this was a possibility, I think. So oh, that, that's awesome. We that long um, ago. I, I homeschooled in middle school. So I was a military brat and I um, did just regular military public school all the way mm-hmm. until middle school. Um, and then 
all of my friends that I went to church with, they all homeschooled. So I was like, well, I want to homeschool too. And so <laughs> I did homeschool for a few years, but then um, my family, we moved out of state. And so because I didn't know anybody, I was like, well, I don't want to just do school at home and I don't know anyone mm-hmm. um, because my, both of my parents were full-time, you know, workers. So mm-hmm. I was just going to end up being home by myself every single day. Mm-hmm. So I went to public school and I had a horrible experience in public school. Um, and my husband did too. He, he was bullied all through school as well. So when we got together, it was kind of almost like understood that yeah. we were going to homeschool. <laughs> <But> that <was laughs> well, that's nice. What we were going to do, but I think my reasons, and it's probably the same for you too, they kind of evolve mm-hmm. as you homeschool. You you start to realize things. I have a child that's ADD and ADHD um, who literally stands up the entire time he does his work. He has to move constantly. Mm-hmm. He could not survive <laughs> in a public school environment. It just wouldn't be, you know, conductive to his learning. And so as my kids grow and I see their learning style, um, it gives me more reason on why I'm right. thankful that, that we're right. at home. And, and so our podcast is called Homeschool Your Way. Um, and we really believe in having flexibility and freedom in our homeschool, that it's, in, it's individualized. So here we're talking about being an introvert. And there are some difficulties, some obstacles when it comes to being an introverted parent. Now we're talking about parents, not introverted kids. We're talking about being an introverted parent or guardian that is homeschooling. So what are some of the things that you think are, are, are what other people think when you're an introvert that it's going to make homeschooling harder? Like, are, have you had those kind of conversations with people? I don't know that it's, I think it's just different. I don't know that I think one is, I guess the thing that would be easier with being an extrovert is that you can do all those things. You can right. do all those things and it doesn't drain you. Um, but I knew even when I had young kids that if I had to leave the house with all the kids to go do something, I, that was like an all day event because it was, right. took, it drained me so much to, <laughs> to right. get everybody ready and everybody out of the house. And, and so for a lot of years, we would go back and forth between I would get, I would, there would be the year where you think I'm going to do all the things this year. I'm going to, I'm going to do this and do that. And every kid's going to have an activity. And so you make all these things and three months in, you're just like, oh my goodness, why did I do this to myself? I can't do this. You know, it, it just is draining. So I've tried to, I have to say, I do think things shift as they get older. Okay. I think when they were younger and the kids themselves were their peer group. You know, they had each other. I had all these girls. They were all the same age. They could play at home. It wasn't, I didn't feel the need to go and join all the, all the things. Right. When they were young, because it just wasn't, I didn't feel it was necessary. I had enough children that it was, (laughs) I had the built-in play group. I mean, we would do park days because that was, I could, I could handle a park day, but I didn't feel the need to go do, we tried a co-op one year and yeah, it was, it was, I was pregnant, you know, so I was just exhausted by the time it was done. I'm like, I'm not doing that again for a while. And we've had, we'll usually do a co-op and then have like two years off. (laughs) And then I need two years off to recuperate. Right. I think people that aren't introverts, they can't comprehend that the same way I can't comprehend somebody being happy about having demands on their time. You know, I like to have my time to myself. And so when I have too many demands on my time, it's overwhelming. So do you think that that would be your definition of an introvert? Because a lot of people think that introvert means that you're shy and that's not actually the case. 
Well, no, because you and I have chatted now for quite some time, and neither one of us are necessarily shy. Um, right. I don't think of myself as shy. Actually, I can be probably, some people might even find me intimidating, I think, at times, because I can just, you know, I just do whatever I'm going to do. Right. But it's not that. It's, it's, I'm not shy. Although there are times, probably in a large crowd, where I would rather not be in a large crowd. Exactly. I would rather have a conversation with one person. Um, but really, it's more about my energy. I think it drains so much of my energy when I have to go be on, what's the right word? I'm like, you know, I'm on display. I'm having to do this. I'm having to do that. Exactly. I'm having to run all over. And it just, um, it just, yeah, you get home and you just want to lay on the couch and not do anything. And nobody, nobody touch me. Nobody talk oh, to me. Let me just have a moment. <laughs> exactly. I, I joke with my husband that you can always tell introverts on, um, by how they react when a social event is canceled. Um, if they're happy, <laughs> if, if, if they're excited about it, they're probably an introvert. Yes. yes. <laughs> they're, they're more than likely an extrovert. And in school, all the way up through high school and college, I was very much extroverted. Um, I think I kind of had to be um, being in a military lifestyle, you know, moving all the time. Mm -hmm. In order to make friends, I had to be a bit outgoing. But something kind of happened as I got older, and I became more of a homebody. Um, And I don't know if it was when I became a stay at home mom, and that became my comfort zone. And I just enjoyed being at home. Well, you know, I also think that I think as we get older, and we become more self aware, School rewards extroverts. Like it does, you know, I mean, that is who, and and I was rewarded in school. I did well in school, but it was, but I was never really that extroverted in it, but I was compliant, (laughs) you know, I mean, I was a good, I was a good student, a good child. Um, But I think that's part of it. It's because my husband has always thought his entire life, he was this extrovert. He was this Uh extrovert. And then we get married and we have kids and he's now, you know, he's going through adult, you know, adult years. And he's like, I don't think I am. You know, (laughs) I really, the more I've thought about this, I think I'm more of an introvert than I ever thought I was. Right. I'm like, well, it's because you're not shy. You're definitely not shy, but you definitely want to have that time to just be with yourself. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. And there, and And I think that that's a beautiful thing when you find comfort in being by yourself Mm -hmm. um, and in those quiet times, because I mean, being a stay at home mom, although it might not be quiet in your house, but a lot of times it's just you, like it's just Mm -hmm. you and the kids, you know, Um, because not everyone has chosen this lifestyle. Right. Um, You know, I used to be really envious of those girls that had those mommy groups and they all Mm -hmm. did the mommy stuff together. And I'd be like, man, I don't have anyone like that, but (laughs) it really did teach me to enjoy myself and be okay, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, by myself. I think the the big thing though, too, is we have this misconception when we're homeschoolers that you have to be, like you said, you got to do all the things. And co-op is always that first one, because what is the one thing we're always asked? How Socialization. do you socialize, <laughs> socialize your kids? When you're a newer homeschool, you kind of feel guilty, you know, like, okay, it, even if you have a big family, because you and I, we both have big families. Our kids are really close in age. And my kids right now are in that stage that you're talking about, that they are their own playmates. You mm-hmm. know, they get to play with each other. And, and it's very, it's a very beautiful thing. But 
you know, as parents in the back of our mind, we're like, am I messing them up? Is it this really okay? Maybe we'll try a co-op, you know? Well, you know, that's like I said, though, it, it shifts. I think something they are, enjoy that they're at that age. Enjoy right. that they are playmates when they're young like that and and, and enjoy every bit of it because, they st- even though they're homeschooled, I mean, I guess there are families out there and I wish I had one, but those, those things happen and the kids grow and they become tweens and they become teens and they want to go. So you can't stop it. Like right. it's just going to happen. All those things, all those um, going out, you know, wanting peers outside, it's going to happen. And that's, that's when your job is the introvert mom that's like oh really I have to drive to another friend's house I had to drive you know a friend a, a child to a friend this morning you know and pick her up tonight and it's and so I have to have this honest talk with myself of yes exactly. I would love to just stay home I would love to just stay home but that's not what this child needs right now um and I also have to look at my kids and I have a mixture I, I don't have I have some extrovert kids more extroverted kids and more introverted kids. And even my introverted kid is like me. She'll want to go do something. But then when she gets home, I have to like prep my husband. Like she was out all day with friends. Right. She's she's going to sleep in. She's probably not going to be very happy today. Like, you know, (laughs) we just give that some space. Let her, let her center herself back into uh, having all that time, all that energy that was drained. She needs to recoup it now. Exactly. I've had to, I've had to learn that on what that looks like in a child's life as well. Mm -hmm. I have um, a little boy who's nine. And if you were to talk to him, you would think he was very extroverted. He, um, he likes to talk a lot um, Mm -hmm. and he has a lot to say, but Mm -hmm. there are times when I'll watch him and it's almost like something clicks off and he grabs a book and he finds somewhere to go by yes. himself. And, you know, you people used to be like, well, you know, he, he doesn't want to play with them or he, you know, he's being this way or that way. And they would look at it as a negative thing. And I'm like, he's recharging, like he's charging his battery. <laughs> and he knows it. He knows he right. needs to. And it's better for him to go do that on his own and on his own, you know, <laughs> from right. his, instead of it being forced on him because he now exactly. has, you know, acted out because he's exhausted and he just can't take it, people anymore. <laughs> right. And I, I didn't even realize it in myself that I was an introvert because like I said, I, I thought because of being a kid and, and being able to make friends so easy that I was an extrovert. So when I started to stay home and I was realizing, you know, it was harder and harder for me to connect with people and to make friends, that something was just really off. Um, so I joined a co-op and was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put myself out there. Yes. You're gonna type yourself up. I'm going to make friends and we're going to do play dates and it's going to be all of these things. I was miserable every single time. Like I dreaded, it was on a Tuesday. So the, yeah. all day Monday, I'm thinking about how I don't want to go. And then I get up and from the time I get up to the time I get home, I'm just in, in dread mode because I know by the time that I get home, I'm just going to want to go to bed, but I can't because mm-hmm. I got people to feed. Like, right. <laughs> you know, I've got things I got to do. Um, and so then it was like the rest of the week, I felt like I was having to recoup. I know. From that and, day. And I know. I know. Then that's how, when, when my girls were younger and that's the same thing, you know, I'm like, we'd moved to a new place. We were kind of really starting those 
homeschool, you know, the homeschool years, they were getting right. to school age. And, and, and so, oh, I need to go do these things. And oh, let's go, you know, when it was, it was a low key co-op, it was not like it was a high pressure co-op, but it was, yeah. I was also pregnant. So by the time when I would get home on Friday, or ours was Friday, by the time I would get home on Friday, I would just lay on the couch, like, I can't yeah. do anything. And, and yes, it would take me the next day, you know, through the next day to recuperate from just getting, because not only are you, you've got the extrovert, I mean, you've got the introvert, um, your introversion is causing you so much stress. And then you're also trying to manage all these small children and you're, yep. <laughs> and, yep. you're and you're tired and, and nothing ever goes like you plan. And it's just too much stress. But as they get older, that's the other thing. I think that once they get older and they can manage a lot of that themselves, right. I don't have to, you know, I can do, I have found a co-op now where I don't have to do anything, you know, it's not, awesome. so it's not really even technically a co-op. I'm paying for classes. Right. But that means there are times I don't even have to get out of the car. Oh, you know? <laughs> cause they're old enough. I can just yeah. drive up and drop them off and say bye-bye, you know, and <laughs> Oh, they, that's awesome. Yeah, but, but when they're little, you can't do that. So, right. uh, but at this point I can, and I found something that works. That's like that. So when we, that's what we did this past year. And I plan on doing it this year, if everything goes as planned, you know, as right. hoped, but that's the nice thing is once they get a little bit older, that you get a little bit more time for yourself because they're not make, they don't have those minute by minute demands that small children have. And that, you guys, is why we are interviewing Bethany, because she's an OG of homeschooling. So she's got that wide range of being able to say, it gets better, you guys. Yeah, it gets different. I won't say, you know, <laughs> there's ups and downs to both uh, both sides. And yes, believe me, there are, so, there are so many days where I sit there and I and I look around my house and I, with the, and I think, oh, I miss the days when we all just read books on the couch and, you know, painted pictures and didn't worry about all these other things. And, and I can really miss that sometimes. I like, like I have really good memories of that. And so it can make me a little bit sad. It makes me a little bit sad for my younger child that doesn't, especially my younger two that right. don't have that quite the same way that the, my older girls did. Cause there were exactly. no older kids in the house, but once there are older kids in the house and with your younger kids, your younger kids have this totally different experience than your older kids did when they were little Very and you just true. have to accept it and make the most of it. Cause it's just, it just is what it is. So, um, did it take you time? Like as you started homeschooling and bringing multiple kids into the group, um, when did you start to realize like the healthy way that you had to approach homeschooling as an introvert? Because you need that time to recoup. Um, so was there a point where you were like, okay, what I'm doing, um, is just, it's just too draining. Like I need to adjust some things. Like, was there a specific time that you feel like that happened or do you feel like it kind of just happened naturally? I think it happens over and over again, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> we all, we all, like I said, we did that first co-op. And after that one year, it was probably three years later that I thought, okay, we should do another one. We should do it again. We should try right. again. But I'd had a baby, you know, I was pregnant that year and then had her. So I had this, um, that's a whole nother level of, you know, small infant to carry around. Yes. Like, about the time I thought we would do it again, we moved. And we've done a couple of different co-ops. We've done three different, totally different co-ops throughout our homeschool career. And so it's it's one of those things where I do do it. And then I do, I, I, I'm reminded that, oh, this is really exhausting for me. Like I got to, I got to find the proper, I don't, I need one that doesn't take too much from me. 
Right. But yet I can get my kids what they need. So, and that luckily I think that's what we found now. We actually have had a um, music co-op that we've gone to for five years. I think we, yeah, like long-term for me, that's long-term. I don't like commitments (laughs) and I've done this now for five years, I think. I think we're going on our, we're either going our fifth or sixth year Yeah, of doing it. So we've done that year after year, but again, it doesn't require, just requires me to get them there and it doesn't require a whole lot. I mean, there's a little bit, but it's not a huge amount. I can handle that amount. And plus it's such a wonderful, um, I think that's the thing too. I think when you're an introvert, you've got, you look at the situation and you have to judge, is this so beneficial that it even outweighs my discomfort and my desire to just right. be home and not it, right. sometimes they don't sometimes you know I've had other situations where I'm like no that's not worth it to me I, I I'm not they're not getting enough of what I want them to get out of it to warrant me being exhausted exactly. because then I'm just grumpy <laughs> yeah if, and you, you know, know I, I say it a lot that we have to understand when we homeschool that our lives can't revolve around our homeschool it has to be the other way around Yes. In order for us to be effective and for it to be successful, because when our lives revolve around our school, man, that's when just disaster strikes, when burnout happens mm-hmm. and then people don't want to do it anymore. No. And I think that's what I think for many, many years when they were younger, that's what I did. Some, I think that was what consumed me. You know, that was my that was my that was everything I thought about. Right. And that is exhausting. And you get to the point where you're like, I can't do that anymore. I have to take a break. But luckily we've been able to find things that um, meet the kids needs, but don't drag me, you know, make me to feel to where, Oh, I just can't do this another day. or <laughs> I'm going right. to lose my mind. So that's been the, th- I think finding those things is the important thing for a introverted mom so that she's not, so she can do, because you do feel guilty if you're not doing the things that you feel like your kids should be doing. So to, to kind of find the balance so that you're not feeling guilty, but you're also not exhausted, but they're getting to go do some things too, yes. is the ba- hard, difficult balance. But once you find it, it's better. And if you are a new homeschooler listening to us, um, please understand this takes time. <laughs> this, this, is, this balance that we talk about, like I've, I've been homeschooling for six years now and I'm still learning that balance because, you know, especially as you add children, the dynamic changes, mm-hmm. um, needs change. Um, I, my youngest is, has a speech delay. So there's a focus that has to happen with that too. Um, and things just change the way your children learn. Like you said, you have kids that are extroverted. There are things that they need to be successful and you have to balance, you know, um, can I put my discomfort aside because it's greater for them? They're getting so much out of it and you have to figure out that balance. And it's really a trial and error. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Bethany, one of the things we like to do on the podcast is we like to do the segment called self care your way. And it's where we kind of share something that we do to kind of take care of ourselves. And as an introvert for me, um, sometimes I, even though I need to recoup on my own at home, I also understand the importance of having genuine conversations, like 
true conversations with people that are beneficial, not the small talk, not social media conversations. So one of my self-care tips is to really get out and just have a one-on-one moment with someone outside of my house, which is a big deal now that we're in (laughs) quarantine. (laughs) It's a very, very big deal. Um, But I have a really good friend that sometimes we just get together. She is not a homeschool mom. She is a public school mom. Um, She runs a, a, a business, a restaurant. So I will come to her restaurant. We will have, you know, a cup of tea together and we just talk like don't do anything but just sit and calmly have an adult conversation (laughs) and it's enough it's enough that it doesn't wear me out um but it also still makes me feel like I've been filled up because I got that kind of connection is there something that you do personally when you need to recharge is there something that you like that you gravitate towards that kind of fills you up as an introvert well I would say for me, when it's just myself, personally, I love a long bath. Like I will take a long hot (laughs) bath and I just, and I do it regularly because I can lock the door and just have quiet. Right. Um, That's my one thing. But as you were saying, I also think it's good for introverts to have, they need to have their introverted friend because the, the benefit of having the introverted friend is that they know that if you haven't talked to them for a week or two, it's not because you're mad at them. It's not because anything's wrong. It's because, Life has happened and, you know, you just haven't been able to get together, but now you have, and it's like the time didn't even go by. You're still friends. And so I have a friend, actually a homeschool mom friend that I met on social media that we box her back and forth so I can. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So, so, you know, we can, we'll send each other pictures of our, our destroyed laundry rooms. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. I have to do this today. You know? (laughs) So it gives us someone to, gives us someone to vent to that we don't have to, um, that's what's hard for homeschool moms. It's hard to have somebody that you can vent to that isn't going to say, well, just put them in school and it'll all be fine. Well, I have the person now that I can be like, oh, they're all driving me crazy today. I don't think I'm going to make it another day. (laughs) And they're like, oh, I know, me too. You know, we can go about our lives and we don't expect that we're going (laughs) to. Exactly. And there's an understanding too. Because like you said um, previously on how a lot of extroverts don't understand what it feels like to be introverts, just like we don't know what it feels like to be an extrovert. So when you do say something about being exhausted because you went to a co-op that's only a few hours to an extrovert, (laughs) that sounds like, you know, that's pre-gaming. Like, oh, I can do that all day long, you know? But as an introvert, it's like, I hit my quota. Like I hit my limit. But another introvert can look at you and be like, girl, I get it. Like I can. And that's all we need. We just need Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and to understand. So we are going to hear from our sponsor, Bookshark. And when we come back, I'm going to drill Bethany on some of her tips, but also some of her encouraging words on being an introvert. So we talked about kind of the not really negative connotations, but maybe like the difficulties and the hurdles that you might have to, to deal with if you're an introvert as a homeschooling mom. Um, and when we come back, we're going to just talk about all the benefits because it's there's lots of good that comes out of being an introverted mom. So stay tuned and we will be right back. You chose to homeschool so you can have the family life you imagine, full of good books, interesting discussions, laughter, and inside jokes. You want a flexible lifestyle that lets you sleep to a reasonable hour, sneak in some me time, and still have energy to get the kids to their clubs, rehearsals, and co-ops. 
Brooke Shark's four-day literature-rich curriculum allows for this lifestyle while giving your kids a top-notch education so they can accomplish their dreams. Use it as scheduled in the 36-week instructor's guide or do your own thing and skip around, enjoying the books and hands-on science activities whenever and however you like. If you are a parent always on the hunt for a rich variety of learning resources for your voracious learner, Bookshark is a curriculum to know about. Head to bookshark.com to browse curriculum, download samples, or request a catalog. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, guys, so we are back. If you are just tuning in, if maybe you, you know, had this on play but didn't actually get the first portion of the podcast, we are talking about being an introverted parent when it comes to homeschooling. We're talking about the good, the bad, the ugly, but also the amazing benefits. And that's what we're going to talk about this segment. However, as always, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about what are we reading? So for me and my family, this is not what I'm reading. It's what my nine-year-old is reading. And he is um, loving the Usborne book, Coding for Beginners Using Scratch. If you don't know what Scratch is, it's a computer program. It's 100% free where kids can learn how to code. So actually, my nine-year-old and my 11-year-old have been coding like fairy tale stories on the computer. Um, They're absolutely hilarious. They really don't make any sense whatsoever. (laughs) It it pointed out I really got to work on their storytelling skills, but it's it's just super cool because I thought when I was their age that learning how to type was like masterful. And now my kids are learning how to code and I don't know anything about coding as far as just what I use for my blog. So I'm I'm like, this kid's going to take over the world or something because he's nine. He's already understanding this whole coding thing. And I'm like, where is this going to take him? Can I keep up? Because I have no idea what he's talking about when he tries to talk to me (laughs) about this book. So that's what my kids are reading. Bethany, is there any book that you um, would like to recommend to our listeners? Well, my girls are reading. We've read for many years now and they're reading again the Penderwicks so if you have girls and you've not read the Penderwicks um, I highly recommend my oldest so we're reading my oldest has read them all numerous times and so now the my 12 year old is starting to read the whole series so everybody's reading a different book at this point (laughs) because we have the box set so everybody's reading a different Penderwicks book but I've also made a discovery recently that my youngest is like not my youngest my neck my youngest girl she's 10 she likes nonfiction. Really? The most. I know. And I find that so interesting. But I had a book. Um, I've been trying to get, I, we kind of have a time where I, you know, have everybody sit down and we read quietly right. so that I get my quiet introvert mom moment. <laughs> and um, I, she just can't stick with any fiction. And so we finally tried uh, The Story of Electricity. Uh-huh. I think it's Candlewick book. And um, she read right through it. And I'm like, I think you just like nonfiction better. She wants the real something real, something that really happened, not a made up story. So interesting. For, I for a girl, that. that's interesting. I love that. Um, my daughter, um, she has gotten on this kick of loving learning like biographies. Mm-hmm. She got into reading about Rachel Carson 
And mm-hmm. I had never really done any research on her, um, but there's a book called um, Listening to Crickets, which is the Rachel Carson story. And it's it's a pretty short book. Um, it's not it's not very thick whatsoever. And she read that in a day and she was like, Mom, I, I want to read more. So I found her these other Rachel Carson books. And now we're going to try. I'm going to see if she wants to read the books actually by Rachel Carson. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's at her level yet or not, but I, I've heard kind of mixed things. So I want to, I want to try that. And I, I was kind of blown away too. I was like, my 11 year old wants to read biographies. Like (laughs) that's kind of crazy, but, but that's really, really cool because you don't hear about that a lot. Most kids are fiction straight unless it's for school, you know, but I love that she, you know, is into nonfiction. That's, Uh that's pretty awesome. So, all right, well, let's hop back in and talking about being an introverted parent or guardian who, who homeschools. We kind of talked about um, learning that balance, that that's incredibly important um, and, and learning that balance of what is it that your kids need, but also what is it that you need as well? Because if either one of you was burned out, there's going to be issues. And, and I see that a lot, especially with new homeschooling moms they go in they hop on pinterest please don't do that (laughs) or they they hop on you know um homeschooling looks like hashtag on instagram and they see these beautiful curated photos and they believe that that's what their homeschool needs to look like um and even as us you know both of us are homeschool bloggers you know it's kind of our job to show the beautiful parts of homeschooling um and the fun stuff and 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 things like that but that's not what it looks like all the time that balance is what keeps us sane Mm -hmm. (laughs) why we've been doing this for years um is finding that balance but now let's talk about some of the benefits um because we want to encourage you if you are listening and you are a an introverted mom and you're questioning can you do this successfully can can your children benefit from this kind of environment that you will be curating from home as an introverted parent and the answer is a resounding yes, because here we are, two introverted moms doing <laughs> our thing. And so I'm going to kind of ask Bethany some questions. Um, she wrote an article um, called How Being an Introvert Makes Homeschooling Easier. And you can actually find it on the Bookshark website. When you go to the blog and you search for her name or search for, you know, introvert and homeschooling, um, it'll come up. So I'm kind of going to go over... I'm not going to go over the whole article because we want you to go read it, but I'm going to drill her a little bit about what she believes are the benefits of being a homeschooler. So Bethany, one of the things you brought up is introverts enjoy being at home. So do you think that that, I mean, to me, that's like the number one thing we like to be at home. (laughs) We like to be at home and, um, and homeschoolers, there are homeschoolers that don't. I think there are the the extroverted homeschoolers that right. love to be out all the time. But for introverted moms, the fact that we like to be home means that sometimes we maybe we get to those things that those those Pinterest, you know, those science experiments uh, that I'm the world's worst. But <laughs> the fact that I'm home every every you know few weeks, I'll think, well, we should do something. Let's do it. Let's let's do right. it. Let's do a science experiment. Um, Whereas if I was running around all the time, not at home, I would never, I would never get to some of those things. Right. So I think being at home, it also allows for a somewhat slower pace to your learning Mm -hmm. and to your homeschool because 
you're not trying to cram everything in before you jump in the van and take off to the next activity. Right. You know, and so you've got a little bit more time to just take the day and not do anything if that's what you feel like doing. <laughs> you know, you you can because you're home and you're and you're okay with that. So. Right. And, and it kind of alleviates kind of the pressure because you understand what's at stake. Um, so you you have to learn at some point and it, it, it's a learned trait of being able to say no mm-hmm. when things come up. Um, and you get to a point where you realize, you know, I can either do this project, like you said before, and it might be moderately beneficial to my children, but if it completely drains me and my introverted children, right. then the payoff is just not, it's not, not there. It. Um, the opportunity cost is just too, too, too much. Um, and I, I think, you, you know, you made that point earlier in our discussion. And I, I think that that's an a, amazing thing to think about um, because as you grow, you start to say, you know, no, we can't do it all. It, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, it's that, that mindset of um, all these things are great and they're good, but they're not all beneficial and they might not be beneficial to us. And this is homeschool your way. We're trying to really push people to understand that they have freedom and flexibility in their homeschool. It doesn't have to look like everyone else. Right. And, and you and you just said something that I'm, I'm like that you used my word, opportunity <laughs> cost. Like, right. That is, I'm a finance major. That was, well, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, I love economics and I love opportunity cost. And so that's yeah. kind of one of those things that's always in the back of my mind. And I, I think that more moms need to consider that because when you really look at it and you, you question, is this worth my time? Is this right. worth my finances? Is this worth my other children's time? Because as my children have gotten older, maybe one wants to do an activity, but that means I'm taking time away from four oh, yeah. or five other children. So you have to also weigh that. So you have to look at the opportunity costs. It may be great for this one child, but maybe it's not going to be great for the other ones that have to tag along. So you kind of have to balance all those things. And I, that's one of those things I always consider the opportunity cost. I mean, I probably dry. Right. my kids have heard that before and they probably <laughs> think I'm kind of nuts, but, uh, but that is this thing that constantly goes through my mind. Is this worth our time, our right. mental effort and well-being, and all those things? And I, I, would you say it's, it's probably even more important for, for homeschooling families who have little children um, that are having to tote the, the tiny babies and the tote the tiny toddlers off to these different events that it, it's even a greater deal for them to understand those opportunity costs. Because when you have multiple children and you're having to carry, you know, three under three to go through, do things for your older child, you're causing, you know, miss naps and, yes. and you know, it, it, it's a lot. By the I time sh- I had my third baby, I realized I can't do this. So Mm-mm. I would try to only schedule things if my husband was home to where he could watch the little ones. And then I could really focus that time because like you said, that time is precious when you're getting out of the house, you're getting out of your element, but it, is it really worth it if you're causing a majority of your family to be completely miserable because of all the toddlers? Mm-hmm. It, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean that, and that it, when they were younger, well, when they were younger and I had, you know, everyone under 10, right. We would only do things that everyone could go to, you know, yes. I would not, I, I could not 
schedule things where it was, I was only going to take the, you know, unless it was in the evening, maybe we would do, you know, a little something, but, but yeah, it, it was, everybody has to go or nobody's going because yeah. <laughs> I can't handle splitting people up. And I, you know, all the things that go along with that, you're going to be dragging little kids around that don't want to be drug around. And, and then, you know, then you, by the end of it, you're like, I'm never doing, doing this, this again. again. <laughs> What was I thinking? Right, <laughs> right. Bad idea. You, you just, you just get it. You totally get it. My husband works crazy twelve-hour schedules, and he's on swing shift. So we will have. Um, he gets seven days off in a row every month. Um, but then he also works like a seven day in a row period as well. And so when we go off and do stuff, I only schedule it when my husband is home because I just can't do it with five kids and all of mine are under 11. So I still have little ones. I still have very, very active ones that are still learning how to, you know, control some certain urges and, and, and whatnot. And it's, it's a a lot. And mom doesn't need to have a a breakdown in the middle of like a field trip or Mm -mm, (laughs) co-op because, because, and you think like you're having to carry the diaper bags and the strollers and all the stuff to go do this like one hour event. Is it really worth it? Yes. Yes. That's, that's what you have to ask yourself. <laughs> right. So we're good with our time. Like, and it's a learned thing. You you it learn is. to be good with your time. I guess that's the way that we should, um, should really put it. Um, there's something else that you mentioned, and that is that we're really um, solid in our decisions on how we're living this life. I think so. I think most introverts that I meet, I think are pretty firm and why they've chosen what they've chosen and, and don't feel the need to defend themselves or, you know, argue about what you should or shouldn't be doing. Right. So we just kind of do our thing and, and people can think what they want to think or they can, (laughs) it doesn't, doesn't impact us all that much. But I think that's one of the reasons that we can be happy staying at home too, is that I think sometimes people are worried, well, what are they going to think if I don't take my kids to all the co-ops? Mm-hmm. What are, what's everyone going to say if I'm not providing them with all these social opportunities? And so that's worrying about what other people think when you're really the one living it. So, and I do feel bad sometimes. I think, oh, I wish I could go to all the field trips and all the, yeah. you know, all the, all the co-ops and all the classes and all the extracurriculars, but it's just not... But once you get to, after you've done this for a few years and you start seeing that all that stuff, a lot of that stuff isn't necessary. Right. You know, what's, what's really necessary? That's right. what you, I think introverts are good at, at asking themselves that question and coming up with an answer that fits the way we want to live our lives. And so yeah. we, we don't, just because everyone else is doing it doesn't mean I have to go do it or that it's even worth doing. Exactly. That's the thing. Exactly. I think a lot of these things aren't, re- we, they could go away tomorrow. I mean, in fact, you know, quarantine's kind of shown that. I think <laughs> in a way. so too. I think you know, so too. quarantine's kind of shown that. It's kind of like a lot of these things we were just doing to fill our time and make ourselves feel like we were doing something. Exactly. And it, and it gives you the opportunity to, to really step back and to appreciate the home life that is involved in homeschooling. Mm-hmm. I think so too, that when, when we step back as introverts and we, we come back and we're not joining all the things, it makes our children appreciate 
appreciate those outside things even more. Because True. how many times do we as parents, we sign our kids up for all the things. And after two days, they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I know. You know I don't <laughs> like this. Or I quit. <laughs> or it's too hard. And I don't want to do that. But if it's something that, hey, you know, this is what you get to do. If you choose not to, like, you don't, there's, there's nothing else for you to do. Like, we're yeah. not going to be going all over the place. <laughs> I think it, it makes them appreciate those times, appreciate the play dates. Um, it just naturally because it, mm-hmm. it is something more exciting and more treasured when they're not doing it all the time. And of course there's benefits to both. Yes. You know. Yes. And I think I probably, I, I feel bad actually for kids that did go do all the things. My kids kind of eased into, I mean, we did have things and we had things get canceled. Right. But it wasn't that traumatic. You know, it was for yeah. us, it wasn't because it was, it was close to what we normally do. We just, you know, didn't go out a couple of times for other things. But for right. people that go all the time, I'm sure it was hard. That was a hard transition. Right. But that does make it easier to be home and have the home routine because right. we're not doing the outside things all the time. And so it's not, um, I, when my kids don't wake up and start, you know, I've had been doing too many things when they wake up and the first thing is like, where are we going today? You know? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm staying home. This was my day. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, my kids, because they're so used to like me not going anywhere, if I put n- normal clothes on, they're like, oh, are we going somewhere? Yes, <laughs> mine will do that too, yeah. <laughs> and where are we like, going? No. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to look human today. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, but now, how do you think being an introverted parent, um, how do you think that helps when you have introverted kids? Um how do you think that that changes the dynamic when you are an introvert and you have a child that, that experiences the same things? Well, I think it helps because I, I think I had parents that were fairly my, well, one parent, I don't know that my other, my mom's fairly introverted. So mm-hmm. I didn't get a lot of misunderstanding, but I could see where an extroverted parent could look at an introverted child and think, what's wrong? Why do you not, you right. know, you, you need to go do things, get out there, go do things. And whereas an introverted parent, you're like, I understand. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know why you're exhausted. That's fine. We don't have to do anything today. And no, I'm not going to make you go to that huge event that right. you have no desire to go to. Um, so it, 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 there is some understanding there. If anything, it's harder for me with an extroverted child <laughs> because it's it's like really you want to see people again you want to go do something else like we just did something why are we right, why right. Do we have to go again already um so it can be that that can be more difficult for me because I do have a child that does like all the you know like to be around people more and enjoys long stretches of time at things where and and she kind of rolls her eyes she's my oldest so she kind of mm. rolls her eyes and knows that, you know, mom, you're just getting way too comfortable with this whole quarantine thing. (laughs) We need to go somewhere before you become a hermit. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, I only have, as far as I know, I only have one child that's introverted. The rest of mine are pretty extroverted. My oldest is probably my most. Um, and not that she's super outgoing because she still is quite shy, but she thrives in areas of socialization and Mm -hmm. social environments. She really thrives. But my son that I, that I've talked 
talked about my older one who's nine. Watching him is is pretty funny because I see so much of myself mm-hmm. currently. And I didn't think I would ever see that in a child. You know, sometimes I, I joke and say he's an old soul because there are times where he's like, he goes hard when he plays and he's running with his, his brothers. And then all of a sudden I'll just see him kind of wander off yeah. on his own. And people would say, you know, he's acting really weird. I'm like, no, he's not. He just <laughs> knows when he's done. He's done. Yeah. You know, he's had it. Oh, I know. And, that, and, you know, I have one child that is an introvert that I think it took her a little bit longer to recognize that yeah. with herself. And even now, she does recognize it, but it was a little bit more difficult. Whereas I do have another child that is that way. She can just, she's like a Energizer Bunny. Mm-hmm. Like, just go, 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 go. And then when it's, when she's done, she's gone. Yeah, right? you don't see her or she goes to bed. She's my early to bed because she's done yeah. all her things. It's time to go to bed. I just need to be quiet. And <laughs> That's so funny because my son is the same way. He's the one who goes to bed the easiest. He's yes. an early riser. He yeah. like has a routine with things. And I find too that there are times when when he's hit that mark with his siblings or play dates or whatever when he's done. It's usually he'll come and crawl to me and mm-hmm. and want and he doesn't say anything and I'll ask him, you know, hey, you know, what's wrong, bub? And he'll say nothing and he'll just want quiet. And that's when I know he just yeah. wants to sit and he just wants to to have that quiet and 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 it's made me have that, you know, really aware time of, hey, let's have some quiet time and just spend it together. And that's his way of kind of rebooting himself when he knows that I'm off on my own, then he, he wants that too. And Mm -hmm. that's really exciting when you recognize that that's what's going on, that here, this is an introverted child because it worried me at first. I used to think he was like, are you getting sick? (laughs) 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 What's going on here? But then as I started to learn about myself as an introvert, I started to realize, oh, this is this is the reboot. This is the cutting off from the noise and the chaos. And 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 I'm just happening to be that comfort place for him to go and get that quiet, that quiet time. So there's there's just so many, there's so many benefits to being this way. And we've covered a lot. We've covered a lot of of the benefits, obstacles, ways to, you know, to combat those obstacles. If you had one tip for a new parent um, that's coming into homeschooling, any kind of tip, not necessarily an introvert, but if you had any major homeschooling tip um, that you'd like to pass on to a new homeschoolers or something that you'd like to share? My biggest tip that I would like all new homeschooling parents to re- realize and recognize is that your home is not school. Um, it's not going to look like school. It's not going to sound like school. You're not going to do the same things as school. School is set up for its purpose and being at home and learning is completely different because for one thing, your kids know, they know right. they're not at school. They know they're at home. And so we all act different at home. We yeah. all are more comfortable at home. We're all, we all let it out more at home. And so expect that. I, I was never the mom, although I know moms that were the, we're going to say the pledge and have, you know, you know, yep. up in the morning and, and I was never that mom, but right. I like, I would, that would be hard to, but I bet after doing that for a little bit, you realize, Ooh, this is not going so well. Right. <laughs> Um, so I, you know, we, we are, um, more of life learning, but with some 
parameters and organization sometimes, but right. <laughs> but that's right. the thing is I don't think, I think that oftentimes we think we're going to be able to recreate school at home, but they're not the same. And so I think going into it with the mindset that this will be completely different. This will not look any, don't have that expectation that that's what it's going to look like because you're going to think you're failing. Right. If that's your, if that's your parameter, if that's what you're looking to, to be your guide, then you're going to feel like you're failing yes. all the time. And that, but it, you're not, it's just different. It's not the same thing. Exactly. And I think that that really sets up what we've been talking about, this homeschooling your way. You've got to grasp that, that, that this is about you and your kids, not mm-hmm. anyone else's, not the public school system. This is about you and your kids. And you've got to understand that you can maneuver things however you see fit for the benefit of you and your family. Um, And your homeschool is not going to look like anyone else's homeschool. And that's the beauty of it, the benefit of it. And I Uh think you made a great point because I was that parent who made my kids do the pledge when we first (laughs) I was like, I've got to teach them these things. I was mortified that someone would end up asking my kids if they could say these things or know these things. You know what, though? I never did, but my kids still know it. Do they really? Yeah. You know what? There's so much. I mean, that's the thing. There's so much. We were driving. Actually, this is a funny story. If we've got a moment. We're driving home the other day. My oldest is driving. Um, and she's in the car and, and we, I don't even remember what got said. It was something about, oh, that white car. And my oldest, it's 18, says, well, I went to kindergarten. I know my colors. And then she's, <laughs> we, we all kind of chuckled. And then she's like, well, I really didn't go to kindergarten. I'm like, no, you really didn't. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't go to preschool either, but you still know all your colors. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, yeah. so many of these things that they just, they'll learn. They're not going to not know do. these things. They are going to learn these things. They pick it up and you'd be surprised yeah. what they pick up. And you're like, I didn't teach you that. Where did, yeah, you, how did, where did you learn this? Yeah. <laughs> how did you know? How do you know that? But the other thing about fitting it to, as you have older children too, you're fitting your homeschool to you and your family and you and your children. But then this thing starts to happen where it's like each individual child is so right. And so you're constantly reinventing. And I wish I could have been a mom that just knew what I was going to do from day one and just stuck with it all the way through. But I'm not, I'm like, Oh, well this, you know, this child has dyslexia. So I've got to deal with that or this child, you know, it's moving ahead and we need to do this or so it all changes. You know, I had my oldest started dual enrollment at 15. Oh, wow. But my next child, that's, you know, it's all different. Everybody's different. And so it's hard to, as, as they get older, I think that that becomes a little more difficult to balance out the differences and and this child might need this and this child might need to be pushed in that area. And this one needs help in that area. So it kind of becomes more a balancing act. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that's why we have, I mean, we have homeschool families where some of the kids are in public school and some of them are at home because it is individualized Mm -hmm. um, for each kid that that's going to be the the best scenario is when you are paying attention because learning styles, I have one child that could do worksheets all day long. (laughs) I have another one who's like, I don't want to see a single worksheet. Please don't make Mm -hmm. me write anything. I don't want to write period. You know, I'll read all the books, but just don't give me any writing. And so you have to kind of learn what is the best way 
for them to learn. Cause I started out teaching them how I learn and they were bored out of their mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so I had to change things and, and that's the beauty of homeschooling is you're constantly evolving. Yes. As you bring kids into homeschooling, as you, your kids, like you said, as they grow up and their needs are different, it's, it's every year, it's something different. I, I, I know. say every semester or every yeah. month or something. Month, I would go with every month. I mean, <laughs> and it, which is, which can be exhausting. I think that can be, that can be tiring for a mom that's trying to, but I think after a while you just trust yourself and you kind of, in the end, it's, it's all going to be fine. Everybody's going to work out. So you start to trust yourself more and not, not worry so much about it. But at the beginning, it's exhausting. (laughs) And y'all heard it here. Now we said Bethany's an OG homeschooler and she just said, it's going to be okay. We're all going to be okay. We've got this. So regardless if you are an introverted mom, an extroverted mom, a new homeschooler, someone who's going from public school to homeschool, distant learning to homeschool, you have got this because you have the freedom and flexibility to homeschool your way. So we are going to head out, but I want to remind you guys to go check out Bethany at bethanyishy.com. That's I-S-H-E-E.com. And check out, she writes on all the things with homeschooling, curriculum reviews, all kinds of things. You can find all her social media on her website as well. So don't forget to check her out. If you have any questions or comments for Bethany or myself, head over to bookshark.com slash podcast and fill out the information there. And who knows, your question might be answered on the show. But thank you so much, Bethany, for coming out and being my very first guest on the podcast. (laughs) It was an absolute blast. And hopefully we'll have you on the show again. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Homeschool Your Way, a podcast by Bookshark. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening now so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you have questions you'd like the hosts to answer or have any feedback about the podcast, please visit bookshark.com slash podcast to leave your comments. Or you can simply email podcast at bookshark.com.